Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Expat and African. Every episode I bring to you seasoned experts in the African tech ecosystem from across the continent. They get to share their stories and not only that, they give you insight into what goes on in their industries and trends you should look out for. And if you're also looking to learn how professionals keep a balance between life and work, you should also look out for that. Today, I have another exceptional individual, Titi Fakwade. You're going to hear the story of somebody who has spent most of her career in telecommunication and business. She has also gotten recognized globally for her influence. For over 20 years, she has been a telecommunication expert and has taken up several roles in different companies, especially telecommunication companies. And before her current role, she served with MTN Nigeria for 14 years. She's also an author and career influencer. How was it getting into a nascent industry at a time when not everyone would have been interested in it on the continent? It started in 2001 at GSF Mobile Telecommunications. At that time, I was still with an ICT organization, Resource Limited, a leading ICT firm in Victoria Island. So I was there for close to five years working on PAB access, which are small telecom systems, but majorly for small enterprises, corporate businesses, and the like. I got exposed to different parts of the business, started with end user devices, installing Windows. At some point, I went from Microsoft certification in trying to upskill and build myself. And I went into LAN switching. I was involved in some fiber cabling. I even recall at different times we have had to moving to different organizations because it was a service-based organization we had to support different organizations mobile british american tobacco british airways a lot of banks different institutions that we had to support at that time 2006 i joined NTN nigeria to have moved across the board it was tough at that stage because especially in the core technical part you hardly find a lot of female but i didn't let that deter me I mean, what was important is about what I was interested in getting the work done. You would see me moving with the team anywhere. We have to go to work on a site. We need to go under the table to run some cablings. I have to work over the weekend in an institution to avoid service outage, do some cable terminations. So yes, it was totally different than how it has now evolved now. And also, I have also evolved in the industry. What does it mean to be a chief information officer in a telecommunication company? As a chief information officer, I am in charge of the technology strategy, purely from an information technology perspective. I oversee the information technology division in terms of strategy, driving the roadmap, execution of the business plans to make sure that anything that we need to do as a business is fulfilled. And also I have a team that I definitely work with. Can you share with us how the transition was moving from a technical road to leadership? Of course, technology experience, the expertise is very key because in leading people, you also have to be able to define what the vision is, drive that strategy and make sure that in terms of execution, it's done well. 
there is a tendency as you're transitioning to want to also go back and still do the work instead of waiting for somebody else to do it. But there is that place as also recognizing your role and then giving opportunity for people to shine, for people to learn and also to groom people. It was with my new job with MTN that started the transitioning level where I got in there and I needed to work within the interconnect space. But in this concept, I was in the planning side. I was not in the operations. So in planning, I had to conceptualize, think through the plan, having my understanding of the technical part, you know, design and plan as to how things should be and then send it out for execution and make sure that it is executed according to the plan. So that's how the transition is started and this has been over maybe 16 years now since I did that transition and you know the experience is still residual. In my yeah. What are the challenges that you face occupying this role? Well uh, challenges ranges from different things one technical in terms of systems performing as they should be you know you would have those challenges and you still have to troubleshoot to find where the problem is because ultimately you want to be able to solve the problem and deliver value. That's one part. The other part is on the people side. You know, you have to work with people. It's not just working with systems. So you need to, be able to understand people, um, know how to motivate people to move, how to empower people, how to bring out the best in people. Over the course of my career, I think I've been exposed to different experiences, trainings that have helped so much in shaping that part of those areas. The aim is to keep identifying those challenges and looking for creative ways to make sure that they are solved. Looking back at how long you've come, as of the time you started, did you imagine this present moment that you are in your career? Did you imagine it to be like this? If someone had said that we'll be working in another country, I'll say, no, I can't leave my family. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But it's about being adaptable. Also, your view of the world changes as you evolve. And you also find creative ways to balance things out. So I was looking at your work experience and I noticed something. It's quite straightforward. You spending over four years at a place, then spending... 14 years at another place, if you would agree with me, you hardly find experts and professionals staying in a place for so long. Why did you do that? Or is it a thing with your generation? Well, I would say particularly that it's with the generation. Um, when I left my first place of work after 45 years, I said I had a mindset that anywhere else I go into, I'm going to be there for two years and I must leave. But on getting to MTN, I think MTN is a great place. It's a great place to work. Um, you're exposed to a lot of experiences, a lot of training, and then you work with a great set of team. And so there's a tendency to also forget, especially when you're enjoying what you're doing. But I think for me on this journey is most importantly the experiences and the fact that I have also grown on that journey. So the fact that I was in the organization for 13 years, I was not on one role. I was moving roles. I, I did a lateral move at some point because I felt that I needed to change. So same level, I did a move, no, no salary increase, but I did the move. And I think that move was very, very beneficial because it exposed me 
to the entire part of the business. I was able to see things from a different perspective and that was a turning point. And from there, there's been opportunity again to aspire and keep building myself because through this, I wasn't just sitting down waiting for something to be landed on my lap. I mean, I was taking steps to say, how do I grow myself to the next level? So I think um, everybody's part is different. We need to understand that we have our individual parts that we need to, that we will follow. Some are planned, some are unplanned. And there are a lot of factors that go into that. Um, how are you enjoying your current job? Um, how is it challenging you? Are you able to grow? You know, so you need to, you as an individual need to set your expectations. And if you feel it's not being met where you are, you have the opportunity to make a decision. So the fact that you have stayed long in one organization versus going into multiple industry, multiple organization does not really matter as long as you are growing as an individual. And we also have to understand that throughout the journey, there are some phases that is the waiting season where you'll be learning, gaining experience, and then understand the time to move, which will come with different things. Um, either you're not growing or you feel you're not challenged and you need challenges. So first is even understanding your identity as an individual, what you want, what you need to grow, how you want to grow. And so it's like a gap analysis. Do an assessment of yourself. What are the organizational goals? How is my position? How am I evolving? Where do I see myself evolving to? Are there opportunities for me to grow? And then use that as a decision point. Gathering experience in an organization or multi-industry can pay off on the long run. Because um, when you're a specialist and you go into a different industry, you get exposed to different processes and you can then apply your skills into those organizations. So um you become a well-rounded person depending on how far you go but each path is different everybody has their journey and it's going to be defined uh, by an individual based on their needs their wants their desires their growth plan which which, which is very critical talk about your transition to liberia what was it like can you tell us the experience of moving from nigeria to liberia it was transitioning from nigeria where I had uh, a big team and then transitioning to Liberia as the head of um, technology, which was quite different. Um, new culture, new people, um, my family transitioning also personal life um, at that moment. So it was um, tough, but I think I'd, I mean, I'd made up my mind that yes, I was going to go for this and um, put in plans to how to make it work. So it took a lot of um, courage. It's like facing your fears, you know, and doing things afraid. Yes, that's it, you know. Also in terms of the system. So now I'm in charge of the entire IT. So my portfolio also increased, bigger responsibilities. Um, so I had to rise up to the occasion. It's been a great experience. I don't regret the move at all. Um, I think it has challenged me to even become, to discover more about myself. Because I have faced that fear and I'm not um, afraid to face the next challenge. Can you just share with us some of your high points, some of the achievements you've gotten? It's a combination of many things. Um, I think one thing I love about the work is that um, with technology, we're able to provide value. 
we are meeting the needs of customers. So when we conceptualize a technology delivery and it comes to life and you see people using it and uh, also it adding value, adding color to their life, I think that's a fulfilling moment for me. Um, I was very much involved in a lot of um, product development. So when you see people, you're like, wow, so we did that. And the other um, highlights, I mean, at least apart from providing value, is the validation that comes externally. I mean, some of which I have received. I didn't go out for them, but I mean, it was just to say, wow, so there's something good happening. And like the Career Influencer Awards, the nomination was done. I wasn't even aware. It was based on somebody writing some things. And I'm like, so I didn't even know I had that much impact. And then also the family beats combining everything, still being able to grow the family and bond together. For somebody that uh, played roles in the telecommunication industry in the 2000s and now still in the industry in the 2020s, what are the trends that you've noticed between then and now? And what are the trends that somebody that is paying attention to the telecommunication industries should look out for as we proceed? Indicate. There are many trends, a lot of things have evolved. We've gone beyond G3G to 4G and 5G is here, you know, and things have really evolved. As behaviors have evolved and then we also see technology trends changing. So some of the trends that I see at the forefront now, um, big data and analytics is very key. Um, we gather a lot of data from everything we do. But what do we do with that data? How do we build insights from that data? So that's something, and we can use those insights um, to fully understand the market, understand businesses, and also use it to propose new offerings to meet new demand. So that that is one. Cybersecurity is another. Everything has gone online, so therefore there's a need to ensure that we're secure. There is also AI, artificial intelligence. That's also key. Blockchain, Web3, there's so many <laughs> things. So for anyone looking to go into telecoms, it's broad. It's good to get an exposure into a broad view of telecoms as a whole. Um, once that exposure is there, and then you can start using that to identify um, niche areas or areas of interest, and then gradually focus and start building a career path from trainings, exposure, and work experience, and also learning on the job. Most of the areas have specialized trainings specialized courses that you do with um, the equipment manufacturers that would help you to grow um, in along, along, along the journey. Personally, how do you stay productive? Staying productive, well, most times uh, I have to set goals. I mean, goals are very important. They help me clear direction. So I set the goals and track them. It's also in terms of empowering and delegating very important because as you grow as a leader you need to empower the people and um, that's the only way they can learn and uh, grow also and as you do it also you have to hold people accountable reflection is key also i think reflection helps you in hindsight to look at what has worked well what hasn't worked well and um, what needs to to move on there, there are a lot of a lot of other things that i do some of them I have documented in my book, um, Limitless, um, highlighting 11 strategies to master life and career. Um, but I think life skills that I would want to stress on here is one, that the mind is very important. 
everything starts from your mind. If in your mind you already made up your mind that you're not going to make it, then you're already setting yourself up for failure. And also as you grow in your career, understand that you're building a brand. People are knowing you for what you deliver on and what you don't deliver on. The other one I would want to talk about is um, in nurturing relationships. Um, not to burn bridges as much as possible. For people transitioning across industries, across organizations, try and live on a clean note. Um, you just might not know. You would get to another organization and there is need for a referral or some people are having discussions, offline discussions, and your name pops up. I can go on and on, but a lot of them, so I've written 11 of them in my book. So do you believe in work-life balance? If you believe in it, how do you achieve it? If not, what's the way out? (laughs) It's a myth. Work-life balance. Um... I think I would rather talk about um, integration. Um, I think most times we integrate all parts of life um, in whatever we do. Uh, I'm not sure if we can say it's a balance because at some point in time you're focusing on family. At another time it is work. At another time it's personal, fitness or different things. So, but um, in terms of balance, um, I, I don't believe. I, I think one just has to be creative in looking for ways to integrate all of them um, together, depending on what is happening per time. Yeah, that's my view. Thank you everyone for joining us again for another edition of Expert and African. I'm sure you've learned a number of things from what Titi Fakwa has shared. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on the notification bell so that you can get notified every time a new episode of Expert and African is shared. You can check out past videos here. Thank you once again. Bye.